In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Next week, at least in the, in the United States and in other countries at different times, there's a celebration of Thanksgiving. And today that is set aside, at least in part, it has very deep roots of giving thanks to God for blessings received and acknowledging that our Lord, that God gives us many good things. And the theme of our prayer can be thanksgiving, can be an attitude of, of gratefulness for all that we receive. And I would propose as a, as a resolution from this time of prayer that we would ask that we would have more grateful hearts, that we would be more ready to acknowledge, above all, the good things that we receive from God, the many graces that he gives us, our life itself. I mean, we, as St. Paul says, you know, what have you that you have not received? And our very existence is from God, and we're held in existence by our Lord, by God. I mean, none of us is the reason for our own existence, as none of us defines the purpose of our life the way that God has for us. And so I think it is very good to foster the sense of, of, of gratitude, um, of acknowledging that another has given a gift to us, and acknowledging that that gift is freely given. And in this way, uh, our, hearts, our hearts expand. Gratitude, thanksgiving is a, is, is, a, is a way for the heart to expand and get out of ourselves. We, we realize that we have received something, a gift or a favor from someone else, that we have something that was not ours, that we could not give ourselves, and that someone else has done for us or given us. And that gift becomes ours. But what is really more important, or what usually is more, much more important, and in this case certainly, is the person who gives it. And it helps us, again, to expand our vision, to, to make sure that we don't become completely centered on ourselves. I mean, even when, when we're very young, right? When, when you, at least I've heard this and I've heard it. I mean, I've seen it and I've also heard it. When you're very young, if somebody, a, a friend of your parents or a neighbor gives you something or does something for you, mom or dad would often remind you, what do you say? And, uh, and the word, the, the two words, thank you. And in that way, they're trying to teach us and help us to see that when somebody does something for us, that we just don't take the gift and run with it, that we just don't uh, focus on, on what we've been given, as, as delightful and as wonderful as it might be, but we, it's, it's not to be engrossed in ourselves, or only in the gift, but that we acknowledge the giver. And again, the giver, often much more important 
And that the gratitude, you know, is th- to, be, to be thankful makes us aware that we have benefited from the generosity, from the goodness of another person. And that turns our hearts towards other people. Our heart does, does expand in a certain way when, when, when we recognize a gift. An event that St. Luke tells us in, in his gospel. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as Jesus entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Being lepers, they were, they were not allowed any close social interaction with others. And so that's why they stand at a distance because of their condition, outcasts. But they raise their voices and they ask our Lord for something. They ask Jesus, have mercy on us. A petition to Jesus as, as at least probably the miracle worker, the one who was performing signs. And they were cleansed. The miracle happens as they go. They, they, they do listen to him. They do apparently go on their way. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now, he was a Samaritan. St. Luke points this out, as you probably know, because the Samaritans and the Jews, there was a, there was a, they did not get along, to say the least. There was an animosity between them. They, it, there was because of the religious difference, primarily, and they were deep-seated. But this Samaritan comes back to Jesus, and he's the one who falls on his face before our Lord, and gives him thanks, acknowledges the miracle, the gift, which in this case, it seems, it, it, it is a bit puzzling to think the other nine, as our Lord says, where are the other nine? Weren't they also cleansed? Then Jesus said, we're not, the, we're not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Um, The not uncommon attitude in the hearts of many, and maybe you and I, I am guilty of it, maybe you are at times, of having received something and not not being very cognizant or not being, not having a heart of gratitude and thankfulness. And our Lord points that out. The miracle was given to all, the, the, the cure was, was for all ten, and yet only one comes back. We may be like that. And that, that kind of, this, if we tend to frequently not recognize, not be aware of what we have received, and again, I'm speaking mostly from our Lord, but also in, in day-to-day life from other people 
and somehow acknowledge that interiorly and exteriorly as well, we, we become our comfort zone, our ability to see outside of ourselves becomes extremely limited. Gratitude can help us, prevents us in many ways from focusing on what we don't have or what we didn't get or what we don't like. Because there are many things that we do have and that we do get and that we do like. Uh, a long-time high school principal once commented that um, that a good percentage of the, of the disciplinary problems among high school students is quite often that, uh, that they don't have a sense of gratitude, that it, they, they take for granted all that their parents do for them. And this particular principal headmaster works in an, an area that is, it, people of the families are, for the most part, do well, do okay. And that this sense of not having any, the lack of sense of gratitude, lack of what their parents have done, it leads to dis dis disciplinary problems because they begin to have a, a sense of entitlement, a sense of things should be given to them, and they have a right to things, and perhaps a, very much a, a comfortable or easy life. And his observation was that the the this entitlement mentality and the inability perhaps to see the sacrifice, in this case of their parents, and all the good that they've done because of not having an attention or an attitude of, I am grateful for things that I have, I can't give myself and I haven't given and somebody else has. And that's not on their radar screen. And that's why I think gratitude, you know, Thanksgiving isn't, is, is, uh, in some ways, I, the necessity for the interior life, a necessity, a necessity for a life of prayer. It may seem odd, you know, as they are, we're going to pray about being thankful, we're going to pray about gratitude, and as, as the basis being, again, for those in the United States, the, the next week, Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. I think it, it's, it's rather important to, to consider, and, and I think essential if we're to have a, to grow in a life of prayer, a life of comp contemplation, it is, gratitude is the beginning of prayer, outward acknowledgement of God's goodness, especially. And the beginning of, of, of this, of an interior life, this dialogue with our Lord. Monsignor Fernando Acardis, the, the prelate of Opus Dei, uh, wrote or preached, may we never forget the reason we should be constantly grateful, God's love for us. God in Christ became one of us and guides our steps. The, the first and fundamental reason that God loves us, he brought us into existence because he loves us and he does take care of us and he is aware of our needs and our necessities. And we may not always think that he is or that he gives us what we want, but he always gives us what we need and what is really good for us if we believe who God is. Our Father in heaven who sees in our heart and knows what we need before we ask him. 
and that Christ became one of us in order to die for us on the cross and to open the gates of heaven. May we never forget the reason we should be constantly grateful, God's love for us. God in Christ became one of us and guides our steps. First of all, I should think of what God has done and does for me. I shouldn't try to base my security on what I have done or to do for God. Because what is mine will always be too little and whatever I do will in reality be a gift from God himself. It all comes back to, reminding us all comes back to our Lord. And he ends with a, a words in Latin, ut gratiardum semper actioni maniamus. May we persevere in constant thanksgiving. May we always remain in an attitude of thanksgiving. May we have this as part of our kind of spiritual and even not just spiritual, psychological makeup. An attitude, let's call it an attitude of gratitude, if you, if you wish. A, a sixth sense for being able to pick up more quickly what the goods are that have come our way. And realizing that God has given us so much actually reinforces our desire for God. It makes it easier for us to go to Him. It makes, us easier to under, it makes it easier for us to understand St. Paul's words. What have you received that has not been from God? Or what have you that you have not received from God? And we begin to have a a relationship with, with God our Father, with Jesus Christ, that does open our heart to the goodness of God, that does help us to acknowledge it, that paves the way for uh, uh, sentiments of, of prayer, sentiments of, of gratitude and acknowledgement of all that he's done. Again, because none of us can explain, you know, is, is the reason for, for, for why we're here. And this... This sense of gratitude is precisely what the high point of any Christian's life, any Catholic's life, certainly is the Mass. The holy sacrifice of the Mass, the Eucharist, which means thanksgiving, precisely. And in every Mass, there are a number of times of thanksgiving. One of the most uh, kind of earnest, if you will, and the most direct forms and, and encouragement to thanksgiving is right before the Eucharistic prayer in the preface. In, in virtually every preface, you know, that, that prayer that the priest recites just before beginning, it's really part of the Eucharistic prayer, just before the beginning of the, what we would call the Eucharistic prayer, number one, number two, number three, there's always a preface. Father all-powerful, never-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks. Father, it is our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks. Let us give thanks to the Lord. It is our right, it is just and right to give thanks to the Lord. It's, it, it, this, sets, it, this puts our heart in the right disposition. It's, um, at least for me, I, I, in this time of prayer, asking our Lord that I would grow in a sense of gratitude. Perhaps that part of the Mass when we pray that, that preface, when we lift up our hearts to our Lord and we give thanks, and it is right and just, maybe they have a sense, but in that moment to give thanks, in that moment to, to, to be cognizant of, of just another day of life, of health, or perhaps sometimes maybe we don't have as much health as we like, and we, we can even give our Lord thanks for that. 
knowing that he is all loving and all kind. And that may be more beneficial to us for whatever reason. But that we can give, be able to give thanks to God in all circumstances, all situations. St. Jose Maria would phrase it this way. He says, get used to lifting, your, lifting up your heart to God in acts of thanksgiving many times a day. Because he gives you this and that, because you have been despised, because you haven't what you need, or because you do have it. To, to thank him really for everything. But it begins in acknowledging all the good things that we do have. It begins a, a sense of everything I have it comes from you, Lord. Again, my very existence, and it, and it comes from you, and it depends on your love. It's not just a, a gift that's kind of given casually. No, it's because, because he loves us very much. And this, is the, this is the discovery we make, what is behind it. In, um, in, in Pope, uh, Pope Francis's uh, encyclical from 2015, Larato Si, it's, uh, a lot about the environment. It's also about environment and people, about, about environment and people and the relationship between them and God. It covers a lot of ground. And he says that in the Eucharist, fullness is already achieved. It is the living center of the universe, the overflowing core of love and of an inexhaustible life. Joined to the incarnate Son, present in the Eucharist, the whole cosmos gives thanks to God. This is how he sees it. The whole cosmos is, is, is giving thanks to God. And we are, we are joining in that. That should be part of our attitude, giving thanks to God. Of course, asking for things, living the sacrifice of the Mass. Indeed, the Eucharist in itself is an act of cosmic love. Yes, cosmic. It's, it's, it encompasses everything. And a huge part of that, precisely, the center is thanksgiving. And again, this idea that we receive everything from our Lord, we receive our life, then every life is, is, is from our Lord, every person, and it's something loved by God. So Pope Francis, in another part of Laudato Si, says, St. John Paul II stated that the special love of the Creator for each human being confers upon him or her infinite dignity. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. We were conceived in the heart of God, and for this reason, each of us is the result of a thought of God. Each of us is willed. Each of us is loved. Each of us is necessary. And that can help us to be, again, to see others and, and have this attitude of heart. It's a way of living. Thank, thankful for all the people around me. Thank, thankful for those in my life. Thankful at times for those that that is made more difficult for me to understand. So that we can, as Pope Francis will say again in Laudato Si, that we can, we can live in thanksgiving. If God is the only one, everything we are and everything we have comes from Him. This, then we live in in thanksgiving. And this may sound kind of funny, but to live in thanksgiving. Again, St. Jose Maria 
Uh, it was echoed in this aspiration by uh, Monsignor Fernando Alcardis. But St. Josemaria liked this phrase, ut in gratiardum semper actione maniamus, to remain always, to be always in an attitude of thanksgiving. And for the members of Opus Dei, he, he, made, he made it part of a, 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 their devotional life, their interior life, their, their prayer life, that they would try to live what's called an always norm, that, that being always uh, uh, trying to be attentive of reasons for thanksgiving. And so an always norm, that try to live thanksgiving. And again, precisely to realize the truth about our existence in a fundamental way, also to realize the truth about God and who He is so that we can thank Him for everything all the time, and that we actually exercise that. And therefore, the heart expands. And again, much easier to pray, much easier to, we go to God with a, with a sense that gratitude brings, how to say it, a warmness to the heart. It expands it. So there is a possibility of, of, of a outward looking and gratitude instead of one perhaps in our lives. And, and perhaps some of us, as we're getting a little bit older, we may get more and more, our, our, our kind of zone of vision creeps more and more in on ourselves. We think more of ourselves. We become more. And if we were just to stop and be more grateful, acknowledging our Lord's action in our lives, I do think we would be happy. I do think, I do absolutely think we would, we would pray better in, in the sense of with a better attitude of prayer, one in which the Holy Spirit can get in and work more easily in our souls. I think we would be quicker to spread that, that vision and that gratitude to other people around us. That we would we would live to do things for other people, that we would see how much we have received, and then we would, we could pass that on to others. We could, this, this, this practical way of, of living, and this could be the consideration of some resolutions from our, our prayer. I live in a state of, of gratitude, one of the things, again, going back to Laudato Si, that the Pope suggests, he says, one expression of this attitude is when we stop and give thanks to God before and after meals. I think in a large part, Thanksgiving it has its roots in thanksgiving to God for the harvest and for the, 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 the food that they, that they had. They survived and they had food, and so the, a large meal, a bountiful meal, bringing people together in gratitude for all that God has given them. Pope Francis encourages all believers just to, an expression, stop and give thanks to God before and after meals. I would like, I would ask all believers to return to this beautiful and meaningful custom. That moment of blessing, however brief, reminds us of our dependence on God for life. It strengthens our feeling of gratitude for the gift of creation. It acknowledges those who by their labors provide us with these goods, with this food. And it reaffirms our solidarity with those in greatest need. And that may be a part that we sometimes forget. Being grateful for what we re receive could be an, an impetus and a spur to realize, though to remember 
in some way those in greatest need. And sometimes thanksgiving is characterized by generosity to others who have less, not as much, who do not have all that they need. So the attitude of, of gratefulness, attitude of gratitude, is one to give thanks at meals. Another is to simply be more attentive to how can I say thanks to the people around me. If I start saying thanks to God, maybe I'll be more attentive to, to saying thank you to someone else. Thank you, please, I'm sorry, or please, thank you, I'm sorry, are three key words in any family life, as again the Pope has pointed out, and others as well. It, it, it doesn't have to be overly done or with a great kind of hmm, making a big deal of it, but just to acknowledge gratitude, to say thank you. And then acts of kindness. I see bumper stickers I used to, I used to random acts of kindness, practice random acts of kindness. Well, I certainly think it is a good thing, if not a bad thing, and if done for love of God, even better, and if done out of a sense of gratitude for what we received, even better from our point of view, subjectively speaking. I received a lot, and now I'm gonna, I'm gonna give things to other people. I'm gonna try to bring blessings to others as well with unexpected and unnecessary acts of kindness. And then I spread reasons for being grateful in this world. I spread a reason for somebody else to be thankful, even if they don't acknowledge that. In a sense, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it would be great if they do, or at least inwardly, but we don't do it for that. But we bring more goodness to the world if we do unexpected, unnecessary acts of service, unnecessary, unexpected acts of, of kindness. It brings a possibility of more gratitude to the world. Jesus went about doing good. He taught, he taught clearly, but he went about doing good. And we want to give as, as Jesus gives. It's, it shows also a heart that is, that is grateful. I have received, so I will give also. But to give thanks always, this um, attitude of always, and, and, and the, the always norm, if you want to call it that, if you want to say that, the, an attitude of gratitude which makes us happy, pushes us to share, it gets us out of our comfort zone, and it makes us more attentive to God. St. Augustine wrote or said one time, preached, what better words can we bear in our hearts and have on our lips or record in ink than thank you, God? Nothing can be said more briefly, heard more gladly, and received with greater edification or uttered in greater purpose. We can ask Our Lady, as we always do at the end of these times of prayer, she's such a wonderful intercessor, that we would be able to grow, in a sense, an attitude of, of gratefulness for all that we receive, and by our lives, try to spread that, that attitude and that gratefulness to other souls as well. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.